Hey you. Thank you for checking in for another episode of the Faithscape Podcast. Thank you for coming back every week and making sure we are all having a great week out here. And to listen to me just babble on about whatever I want to. So it's much appreciated and thank you so much for tuning in. My bad. Um, Currently... I'm sitting in the Target parking lot again, recording one of these, starting off 2024 with two podcast episodes and both being in a Target parking lot. So that's why you may hear cars in the background and raindrops in the background. But guess what? I think it adds to the aesthetic. If you don't like it, hopefully it won't happen again next week and I will plan better. But, hear me out real quick. Let me get this in real quick before I go on and babble on again. But, real quick, if you could, make sure to follow the podcast, obviously. Follow on all social media. Boom. At Faithscape P-R-O-D. Instagram. Twitter. TikTok. Facebook. Whatever you'd like. Hey, this is your world. I'm just living in it. So, whatever you'd like to do. That's fine by me. Make sure to share with your friends. Because why the hell not? Everyone could... Imagine you had the chance to share this with somebody. And you could grace them with my voice. That was a little bit egotistical and narcissistic. I'm sorry. Imagine you could share this with someone. And they could grasp something. And their day just might become a little bit better. Just imagine, okay? Anyways, getting back to what I'm saying. I've been doing this in the car because, here it is, newsflash, I've been sick. So, well, I forgot to tell you guys, in the last episode, I had COVID for uh, right there during Christmas time. Actually, literally the week of Christmas. Um, on Christmas, literally, I... Got out of quarantine the day before I left for my trip, which was the 27th. So, that was beautiful. Um, My amazing, intelligent, beautiful girlfriend, of course, came masked up, gloves on, ready to go to give me my presents. And honestly, that was just a big W for my girlfriend. Because, I mean... She didn't have to do that. So I just want to give her a quick shout out real quick. I love you, babe. Now, moving on. I've been sick all these past couple weeks. And it sucked. Once again, I'm sorry that you have to, you know, hear this in the background. But aesthetically, I think it's pleasing. If you think about it, white noise to, you know, overlay with my voice in the background for you. I understand it's a little bit loud, too. Go ahead and turn that down a little bit, especially for headphone users. I'm sorry. But if you're in the car listening to this, hey, give it a little tune down and just vibe. It's all right. Now, we're going to move on to the next segment of how I've been processing this sickness. It sucks. And it's just now starting to get really out of my body. So now... I'm like working towards the the sneezing and the 
as you just heard that, that was pretty probably loud for you. But the coughs, the mucus, everything like that, I don't want to get too much into details because I don't want to sick make you sick. But it sucks. I'm br- I'm sleeping with my mouth open. Literally, I'm I'm a nose breather, guys. Please do not feel like I'm a mouth breather. I don't like mouth breathers. So I do not want you to think I am one. I am a nose breather through and through. Okay? My girlfriend probably wouldn't date me if I was a mouth breather. Okay? So please, when I say that, just know it's just because I'm sick. Recently, I've been having to breathe throughout my mouth when I'm at work. And I know I look weird. I know people are looking at me when I'm doing that. No, they're not. No one's caring about what I'm doing. I'm sorry I said that. Anyways. <clears throat> but it, it blows. And now people at work are actually starting to get COVID. Which is a little scary. But we keep our distance. We put on hand sanitizer like we should have been doing before I got sick. And we push forward. Okay. That's what you got to do sometimes in life. Push forward. When people are throwing sickness at you left and right, guess what? You got to keep moving. Did I just do a six-minute intro on how I've been sick? Yes. But guess what? It's because I kept moving. Okay? Take that little bit of advice. Keep it moving. Keep the keep the train rolling. Okay? I'm so nasally and so congested. And guess what? I'm filming this. I went to the gym. I still kept moving. Okay? I believe in you. Get out there. Go push and do that. Okay? Sorry about the case. I know that's not probably pleasing to hear, but it's the truth. Okay? Yeah, there was another one for you. Now we're going to get into the real segment. Real segment is I've been back at work, and guess what? (laughs) One thing I didn't miss, the complainers. Okay, this is an ongoing thing about me. I like my fair share of complaining. Do not get me wrong. My fair share is well enough, but it doesn't exceed the amount of where it like overtakes my life. And it's everything I talk about. It's just complaining. We all know that one person or friend, or whoever, family member, that's just always complaining about every little thing. You go out to eat with them, and they're, they're um, let's just say, their steak could just be, just just not right the right temperature, like a degree off, and they would just be like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, blah, 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 blah. You could go out and be like, this weather is terrible. Like, it's just like back to back, back. I'll give you an example at work. I work with people that literally complain about every little thing, everything, and that's all they do at work. They don't have a nice com- try to have a nice conversation. They just complain, or they'll you, it'll start off as a nice conversation, and then it'll go into a complaint. And it's a few people I can think of right off the bat of my head, and that's all they do, just complain. And I can't help but think that's why they are where they are. Okay? They might be happy where they're at in life. And guess what if they are? Bless them. Me personally, just me personally, and this no no offense to anybody, I don't want to be 50-something working at Target. I'm sorry. 
and complaining about the teenagers I work with. I, I, I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that person. I, I, complainers that just nonstop complain, in my personal opinion, deserve jail time. You're here to hear first on the Faithscape podcast by Dylan Arnett, the host. Make sure to follow on Instagram, Twitter, and all of that. Quick plug for you. But I truly believe that. And you know why? Because it's so annoying. And I'm sorry that I'm going on a little rant here repeating myself, but it's true. If you are a complainer, please stop. You're only being detrimental to yourself and the ones around you. Because the negativity is insane. I understand Hey, you can get caught up in life sometimes, and it's hard, and you might be getting, you know, left hook and right hooks thrown at your face, and it's hard to not get caught up in the, why does this happen, like, life is just terrible, why is it raining, like, why is it doing all this type of stuff, why can't this simple person just do this simple thing at work, blah, 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 every single day. Those people need a gratitude journal is honestly my professional opinion. Pick up a gratitude journal. Please be thankful. It's easy to get caught up. Be glad there's another day. And I'm not saying, once again, this isn't like me saying, like, don't ever complain. I think we just need to be more aware of the words that come out of our mouth and the things that we're complaining about. <laughs> Sorry. Like, like I said, I'm congested. The simple person at work that doesn't do their job right, I know can be annoying. But if you're going into work every single day and complaining about this one person, I think you need to reevaluate life and how bored you may be. I, I think, honestly, that's just something you may need to do. This is going to be a short episode because it's starting to rain hard. But... It's just a simple thing I think everyone needs to focus on. And it's to focus on, hey, let me look at life and see what I got going for me. Because a lot of you got a lot going for you. And I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of what you got going on. I want you to know that. I want you to hear me. Because sometimes you go on about life and no one ever brings you aside and tells you. So I'm talking to you right now. I'm proud of you, of how far you come in life, and I pray that you are thankful for each and every day, and you are proud of everything you've done, and you can wake up in the morning, and the first thing isn't, you know, why is this like this? Why why did I wake up like this? I hope it's a wake up, and you go, thank you, God, for waking me up for another day. I'm glad I woke up today. It's not always that. I know. Believe me. I've been there. I'm still there. I still have to catch myself at times. But it's just something to, I'm just here to remind you, to tell you like, hey, when you wake up in the morning, try this differently. Try to start it off a little bit differently. Instead of waking up and be like, ugh, you know, I did this, here's a, actually an example. I woke up the other day, and my girlfriend will tell you this, Hallie will tell you. I woke up, and the first thing I did, I was like, ugh. I got, woke up, I was like, I slept terrible. It was so hot in my room. And that day was just, ugh. It was just the ugh type of day. Now, obviously, I can't say that the, the whole day was a uh, ugh because I just sat and woke up and said I slept bad and the room was hot, which it was. 
But I'm just saying I could have started off better and chose to have a better day. Because instantly it was kind of just like one of those things. I got bad sleep. <clears throat> I know. I'm sorry. I got bad sleep and it made me just want to like just not go to work, just sleep in all day. Type of one of those type of vibes. But I got to chase that bread. Now, I'm going to close out on this. Once again, I told you it was going to be a short episode. I'm congested and the raindrops and everything around me. Wake up on a brighter mood each day. Start off by saying thank you for this day. Today is going to be a good day. Today is a good day. And I know it's only going to get better from here. I can promise you each time I've done this, it's been a great day. The statistics are insane. I'm 100% truthful when I say this. It has always been good vibes when I start off the day like that. Wake up, say that, go make me some breakfast. I put on my favorite type of show, and I'm good to go. I'm feeling the vibes. I'm going to leave that there for you. I love you. I love you. Just I hope you know there's someone out here that loves you. Yeah. You are special and you are meant to do something in this world. Each day you wake up is a day that should make you think my time isn't up yet and I'm still on this earth for something. I still have a purpose and I'm going to reach my purpose. My highest potential. Okay. I believe in you. I believe that you're not a complainer. Even though we may all have our days. And you're going to do great things. Remember that God loves you. Your family loves you. Your friends love you. And I love you. Till next week. Make sure to share with your friends. At Facegate P-R-O-D. On all socials. Till next week. Next Wednesday. Peace. Now, growing up, going to nine different schools can have its problems, obviously. But in that nine schools I learned, it definitely made me more of a person, like a people person. It made me more of a person that likes to talk more than I feel like a regular person should or I feel more outgoing because I realized that the only way to make friends I had to be outgoing I will say at a certain point though I definitely reached I reached like an end where it felt like I just didn't want to put in the effort of making friends because I was switching schools so much I remember uh, one the when I had just transferred to this one middle school. We we're in a um, assembly, and a kid commented on my shoes. This is in seventh grade, and he said, "Hey man, I just like your shoes." I said, "Thanks." He was like, "I haven't seen you in a while. Are you new here?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He goes, "Yeah, we've gone here our whole entire lives," and I was like. Yeah, no, I'm just a brand new this year, blah, blah, blah. 
He goes, what do you want to sit with us? In my whole entire day. Stuff like that. I've talked about it before. But, yeah, nine total schools. So that causes, you know, someone to get out of their shell. Now, once I got to high school, you know, it got a little bit of different. And, you know, I always give a shout out to an old friend who uh, really took the initiative to make sure I felt very comfortable. So always a big shout out to him. Now, obviously going back, growing up, we we got handled, I guess, in a way where in some households it would be called abuse. Now, in no way, shape, or form, you know, should I say this is okay? Even though part of me always just wants to be like, well, it made me who I am today. And I was speaking with someone at work about how as messed up and as effed up as it was, the lessons I learned, like, obviously, one, like, I would never do this to my kid. But, like, the lessons I learned from, like, all the effed up stuff my mom did to us, I wish there was a way I could transfer those lessons without you know, giving my child the traumatic, um, exposure that I received. I obviously don't want to go into detail about too much of all the stuff that happened to me, you know, and what happened I may have seen to my sister and, you know, to me and my brother, but, you know, I've talked to a lot of people and I've talked to my grandmother, I've talked to you know, my therapist and some other members of the family and friends. We were abused, so that's awesome. Obviously not. That's just the coping thing, but, you know, and it's funny because my mother was also a uh, binge alcoholic. And for a long time, it was hard for me to even admit that she had a problem with alcohol, like I remember after she had passed and people, we'd be talking about it, I never wanted to accept it, but like now sitting here, I can definitely tell you like, you know, obviously I accepted a while back, but you know, my mother was a very bad binge alcoholic, and if you don't know what binge alcoholic is, is, you know, you can go a long time without drinking um now my mom's case it was never really a long time she wasn't the type of alcoholic where she needed to drink like every day or like sneak away to drink or you know your typical I feel like stereotypical like movie input of like you know what they try to make you think like an alcoholic is and only in that way you know there's obviously different types of um, addictions and it comes in comes in all shapes and sizes and for her it was always you know she could go periods or whatever and then she would go out and when she went out and she started drinking with people she couldn't stop now this is when the binge thing happens obviously she would just binge drink all night she would just go crazy to the point where you know 
We had random men carrying in my mom to the house. Like people we don't even know. And we're just like, who went? I I can tell you a story right there was a story. It was New Year's. I want to say I was nine years old. It's either nine or ten. And I remember my older cousin and my older sister were watching me and my younger cousin. I mean, not my younger cousin, my older cousin. And um, we get a call. My sister got a call, and it was my drunken mother on the phone. You can she's slurring her words, saying, "Open up the door." Uh, Jay's carrying me in. I so I have an uncle Jay, so we just thought it was him. Just no, some random man. I guess my mom had been dating for a minute. She was just waiting to tell us. I said, "Wow, what a way." So yeah, that would happen. Luckily, she was not an abusive alcoholic. She was actually really fun when she was drunk, and uh, that's crazy to say, but it's true. Um, but like I said, you know, my mom had her problems like everybody else. I will never sit here and tell you that she was a terrible mother. You know, I have many bad memories that I have. I also have a lot of good memories. And for a long time, you know, it was just me and my mom before my little brother came around. And so me and my mom were really close. And then when my brother came around and I was watching him, you know, me and my brother, we saw a lot of stuff and we did a lot of things together. And as a younger kid, you could, I think, understand that at a certain point, like the, I guess you could say 10, 11 age, I used to resent my little brother because I would have to take him everywhere. So I did not have a typical childhood. Um, You know, I can think of many incidences where I was <laughs> running from the police at uh, 10 and 11 so and I would have my brother with me can think of one moment and he'll tell you every single time he likes to bring it up all the time during Halloween we ran into some friends they were running from the police police turned around the corner and next thing you know they were chasing all of us so that was awesome um, now when it comes to the other side of the family, my father was, um, not in my life at all. He left at around when I was three or four, I believe. It's always kind of a mix up when everyone tells me when we left. This was a hard topic for me to talk about for a really long time because I never had closure and, you know, I think for a lot of people, they can agree that closure is a big part. It's a big part of the healing process. You know, you need that closure. It's a part of the healing process. So, I took a really long time to get to that point where I could heal. I could heal for sure and say that I was fully, you know willing to accept his apology, willing to move on, willing to forgive him. There's many times I fooled myself into thinking I did, but I really hadn't. And you'll know. You, you will for sure know. Recently I've spoken to him, 
And as much as I'll say that, you know, it wasn't wrong for, you know, it it wasn't wrong for him to leave, because it was wrong for him to leave, I'm definitely now at a point where I can say, like, you know, he had his reasons, and um, I can't sit here and shame him. You know, 24-7-4. Doesn't mean I need to keep having, you know, doesn't mean that we need to have a relationship or anything like that. But I now have the closure I needed. I have the information I needed. Because I did always wonder what his side was. You know, and I told him. I told him, you know, all my problems growing up that where I could have needed him. You know, a mixed, we'll say this, a biracial young man growing up in an all-white family which objectively you could say looking from the outside in um I don't want to say heavily racist but definitely um we got quite a bit of racism in this family so now being you know growing up in a family that you look around and no one looks like you, who are you supposed to go? Nine total schools I went to, correct? Okay. There were so many times I've been called the hard R multiple times, so many, you know, offensive jokes thrown my way. If I go up to anyone in my family right now, I, I shouldn't say anyone, but if I was to go, let's say right now, and I told my grandma, someone just called me the N-word, hard R, she would just say, well, that's just a word. It doesn't mean anything towards anything. I don't know why you guys get so mad about that type of thing. Kind of crazy, but it's whatever. That's their belief and that's what they believe it's just a word and try to uh, get them to understand it's not but so also in this family always growing up you know if you didn't have the same opinion as the uh, majority of the family you'd be kind of considered an outcast so I'm not going to say growing up, I didn't really act as if I didn't share the same opinion as anybody, everybody. I feel like now I'm more centered and I have more of my own, I have more capabilities to form my own opinions than I did, say, three, four years ago. Three, four years ago, I was really just trying to pay attention to what everyone else was doing and doing what everyone was telling me to do. I didn't really care about what I wanted. I just cared about what other people thought I should be doing. And that's a dangerous trap to get into, for sure. With all that being said, you know, I've dealt with a lot of grief, a lot of passings, and, um, 
obviously my mother was the biggest one. There's been others that I just don't feel too comfortable talking about. There's my stepfather and obviously my recent grandfather. Um, and honestly, I just feel obviously my stepfather, that's more of my little brother's story to tell, not mine. And then my grandfather's really recent. And I just feel like the respectful thing to do is just kind of um, respect my grandma's um, grieving and just not to put out that type of information out there. So, but when it comes to my mom, I believe I have my right to tell my story. So, that's why I agreed to do that. We keep going moving on about me and growing up because I don't want to really you know stray away from that I don't want to say we were dirt poor but we were we were pretty close let's just say if we were on the Titanic we were uh, down at the bottom where Jack was, was supposed to be okay let's put it that way um also, another example of that, of the dirt poor, we, uh, I remember we lived in this small apartment when I was 12 years old, okay, and I was kind of worried about, you know, telling my mom what I wanted for Christmas, so I really didn't, wasn't really trying to give her a list of the things I wanted. She had a talk with me, and she told me, like, hey, like, I'm sure you know, but, like, you're not going to be able to get much, you know, many Christmas presents as, as much as I would want to give you, pretty much. And I said, nope, I totally understand, like, that is, like, we can just kind of skip out on this year for me. She goes, no, like, I don't want to do that. And I said, no, 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 like, it's okay. How about you just give one thing I can get for you, and we'll see what we can do. So I said, Grand Theft Auto Five. And sure enough, I did get a stocking, and then I only got Grand Theft Auto V. And I was the happiest boy in the world with my little tree and my Grand Theft Auto V. We, uh, we made do. We made do. It was hard, and it was a struggle. And we were moving in and out of places with whoever my mom was dating of the month. And it was hard. It was hard. I saw a lot of things. I saw a lot of domestic abuse. Um, a lot of drunken nights of nights I probably shouldn't have seen my mom. You know, a lot of abuse towards me and my siblings. I'm taking in a lot of death. And I've grieved all over a lot of people. I've had a lot of friends and I've lost a lot of friends. You know, I thought someone loved me with every fiber of their being and then I turned out to know that was never love to begin with you know life teaches you things in different ways and sometimes it can be the easiest way and then sometimes you get the hardships of hell you know and it sucks it does suck don't don't, don't get me wrong. I may sit here and I tell you that. Yeah, like, 
even though I went through all of this, like, I'm still kicking, I'd do it all over again, it sucked, don't get me wrong, when I was in those moments, I hated it, I hated it, I wanted to get out of it, there were so many sleepless nights, there was nights where I didn't think we were where we were going to sleep, we slept in the car some nights, there was a lot of times, like, I just didn't, it was hard, I cried, and I cried, I cried because, you know, I was sleeping on a couch for months on end while we were sleeping at one of my mom's friend's house. You know, it was, it was hard. It was hard. And it sucked. And there was many times I caught myself in moments where I was like, well, my friends have this and my friends have that. You know, and I'm sleeping on somebody's couch. I'm literally living out of a, a travel bag. You know, I wake up, I brush my teeth, and then... Go to the side of the couch where my bag's at. And that's, you know, that's that's my drawers. Literally. It sucked. And. It taught me that I never want to be in that place ever again. Never. Never ever will I ever be in that place again. And never will I let my kids or my wife experience any of that. I will say my mom never let us go unfed though. We always got fed. Always. We always had clothes on our back. We never outgrew our clothes. Well, obviously we outgrew our clothes, but we always had clothes that fit us. That was the thing. So I'm very thankful for all of that. Um, For a second, I do want to go back to the whole... Uh, Racism in families, I want to really broaden, I think, not broaden, what was I looking for? Lighten, not lighten, bring light to the subject that, you know, it's hard. And I think a lot of people, it gets kind of, it gets kind of lost in the sauce a little bit. You know, especially for me in my case, I think it was really hard. Like I said earlier, like being the only biracial person in an all-white family, you know, when it came to my hair, who was I going to ask? At the time when I was younger, we didn't have TikTok or couldn't search up on YouTube of what to do. So my family made me cut my hair my whole entire life because no one wanted to take care of it and no one wanted to learn. It was a struggle. It sucked. And when I grew up and I got older and I would let it throw out, all of a sudden, I'm considered dirty and nasty, and I look like I'm from the ghetto. You see what I'm saying? Kind of racist, but it is what it is. It's not it is what it is. But, that all being said, it made me tougher. It made me stronger. So, that's kind of just scratching the surface, really, of everything. I want everyone to know that's listening to this that whatever life may be throwing at you I promise you can get through it and in the moment it sucks and I know you don't want to be there but just keep moving just keep moving that's literally all I gotta say is just keep going pray about it you know meditate whatever you you know you do just just know it's temporary just know it's temporary. But I will say, remember those moments. 
those heartache, the hardships, remember them and let it fuel you. Because that's what fuels me. So, we are wrapping up the episode. It is now about to be 12 a.m. going into Wednesday. So, I am kind of tired. I bet you could hear the change in my voice of when I was really starting to hit it and feel it. So, I hope you guys all have a blessed week. And, um, once again, make sure to hit that follow button. I appreciate you guys' messages. I love it when you guys send me messages and say how much you love the episodes and, you know, give me little pointers or things I could work on or maybe your favorite things about it, whatever. I love it all. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a blessing and once again, have an amazing week. I love you all. Peace.